0: Get ready. Hello, everyone, and welcome to episode 48 of the Play to Win podcast. My name is Kieran, and I'm, of course, joined by my awesome, amazing, fantastic co host, Tyler. How are you doing, my friend?
1: Oh, I'm doing pretty well this week. Uh, It was a fairly, fairly busy week at work, um, at home, a, a bit busy. Not too busy. I I played some stuff. Well, more by stuff. Some Horizon. I'll talk about it later. I didn't play too, too much of it. But I mean, I am also like 36 hours into that game at this point. <laughs> Deep into it. But it, it's been a pretty good week overall.
0: Nice. Um, I've I've forgotten what sleep is this week. I have several uni assessments doing. So it was fun.
1: Ah, that's always a blast. I don't miss yeah. those days of college. I don't miss it at all.
0: Yeah, I'm looking for I'm I'm only halfway through first year. I'm already looking like, this be over now.
1: <laughs> you got a couple more ahead of you, man.
0: Yeah. Uh, anyway, this is the Play to Win podcast, a show where we break down the week's biggest gaming news to in depth discussion. As a reminder, you can find timestamps to anything we talk about in the description. So if you want to find something specific that we're talking about this week, you can go ahead and do that there. Also, subscribe on YouTube and podcast services so you know when. New videos and episodes of the podcast go live. If you take the notific- notification bell on YouTube, you will be the first to know when things go live. So you should do that. Plus, it turns gold, and gold is a nice color. Uh, mm. Review uh, topics for this episode are we're going to be talking about Pokemon Scarlet and Violet since they were announced last Sunday, right?
1: Yep, it was on a Sunday. It's an interesting day to drop these announcements, yeah. but
0: it happened. And uh, we're going to be talking about the state of some of the big first-person shooters. Uh, a lot of them are not doing very well. Right. However, before we get into any of that, we have some brief mentions to get through, which I will rattle off as quickly as possible. Starting off, EVO 2022 will not have Super, uh, Super Smash Bros, thanks to Nintendo, which is mm-hmm. not good for that tournament. Well, not good for the fans of Super Smash Bros who attend that tournament, but can't be helped, I suppose.
1: Yeah, the, that community also had like a a whole lot of bad stuff go on in it in the summer of 2020 so like i'm i wouldn't be surprised if that also plays a factor in things
0: yeah
1: um but i mean nintendo also they have and like a licensed tournament um thing that's going to be happening with the uh, panda i believe is what the, is the name of the company like they announced that last mm-hmm. year so that also like certainly plays a factor in things for this as well
0: yeah uh, we have some updates in terms of Russia and their, and their relation with video games and the video games industry since, you know, just as we mentioned last week, I'm not going to t- go too in that planet, but Russia is currently invading Ukraine, which is just a massively horrible situation for everybody. So we have some updates in relation to the games industry on that. Xbox and EA have pulled sales of their games and, pr- and products in Russia and Belarus. PlayStation has pulled Gran Turismo 7 from sale in Russia. CD Project Red and Bloober team will stop selling games in Russia and Belarus. Uh, and stalker two development has been sidelined by GSC Game World in order to support their development team that's based in Kiev. I am very hopeful that all of their employees are doing okay.
1: As am I, as am I. Uh best wishes to everybody that's over there in the Ukraine, just trying to survive, trying to yeah. make it out. Best wishes to all of you.
0: Exactly. Uh Xbox has released their Game Pass games for March, so you can claim Guardians of the Galaxy on cloud console and PC, which is another huge get for the service, which is awesome.
1: It is. It is a great one there.
0: Uh, For Changing Tides is coming to cloud console and PC. Microsoft Flight Simulator is now available on cloud. Lightning (laughs) Returns Final Fantasy Thirteen is on console and PC. Uh, Kentucky Route Zero is on cloud console and PC. Lawnmower Simulator is on console, which I am very excited to get into i'd like it just looks <laughs> like a very satisfying game and uh young souls is coming to cloud console and pc so if you are a fan or interested in any of those games you can look at when they are coming to game pass some of them are already there some of them coming soon
1: yep lightning um, returns is gives me no excuse to not do the final fantasy 13 trilogy now because i mean i've already played the first one the second one's on there yeah. it's just like all right let's find the time to do that which reminds me i haven't touched my xbox in a
0: Minute, (laughs) it's definitely been sitting
1: there. Uh,
0: Banda Namco is gonna is raising the salary of all employees in Japan, which is awesome. Uh, something I don't have here, but something I remember from when I read read the article, they're raising all employees. Well, the average employee salary, sorry, is going up by 50,000 yen, which equates to like 320 pounds, I think. Okay, Um, so yeah, that's very good. Good, good, good. People getting more money, that's always good, exactly. Uh, resident evil 2 3 and 7 are all getting updates on xbox series x ps5 and pc specifically in terms of performance and graphical areas also
1: series s you just said series x
0: ah yes yeah, sorry series s as well uh we have some new gta 5 xbox series x ps5 details
1: and series uh, s details
0: <laughs> series s, i always do that i don't know why because you uh, only have the x not the s uh, that's why yeah probably See that? See, so I'll just buy. I'll I'll buy an Xbox Series S solution right there. <laughs> <laughs> um, okay, so you can expect high-end PC visuals on console. Uh, fidelity mode will be native 4K on PS5 and Series X, and upskilled 4K on Series S with ray tracing at 30 frames per second. Performance mode is upskilled 4K on PS5 and Xbox Series X, 1080p on Xbox Series S, and will be 60 frames a second performance ray tracing mode on ps5 and xbox series x will be upskilled 4k with ray tracing at 60 frames a second you can also expect faster load times increased vehicle and pedestrian variety increased vegetation density and more uh ps5 takes advantage of haptics and adaptive triggers which kind of like if i was going to be getting this makes me kind of Mm -hmm. lean more towards the ps5 version yeah um Story mode saves can be transferred by uploading to the Rockstar Social Club on their current console and downloading them on their new one. And only one save per platform can be uploaded at a time and they say available to download for 90 days. So some new new information regarding the next-gen versions of GTA 5 on Xbox Series X and S and PS5.
1: Yeah, I'm probably going to do fidelity mode, most likely, for a bit. And then... Maybe like I'll see what um the digital foundry like breakdown everything is because mm. it's gonna be between the fidelity mode and performance rt mode. Like yeah. just like I wonder what the visuals are gonna be like because I know this thing it's upscaled 4K and that's different from native 4K, yeah. But I'm just wondering like how it's gonna look in comparison because if the performance RT is looking great, I might go with that and just enjoy GTA 5 at 60 fps, like that, with ray tracing and all the nice bells and whistles, but like we also still have not actually seen. Really, anything of this like visual, like videos? We have not seen yeah. gameplay exactly. of this, so just like drop the gameplay, please, Rockstar. That way, we could be yeah. like, okay, good. Like, don't give us a repeat of the trilogy collection that you all dropped that was not that great.
0: Yeah, yeah. Um, that game comes out this month, right?
1: Fifteenth March, fifteenth.
0: Yeah. So they have what for nine days to to drop gameplay since nobody has seen it yet. Yep. Um, haven't spoken about this and uh, some of this news in a while. Activision Blizzard has been back in the headlines this week with yet again some more horrible stuff. Uh They have blamed Microsoft, the Microsoft acquisition, on failing to comply with a California law to appoint more women to their board of directors, even though this law has this law has been in effect since like 2019. Yeah, so no, like, yeah,
1: it's just like you, you guys have had a lot of time to do yeah. this. No it it's kind of it's like come on now come on now
0: yeah like it, it like basically again trying to think of any excuse to get the blame off them right uh in other activision blizzard news uh just two bits of activision blizzard news here activision blizzard shareholders shareholders are <laughs> suing over the microsoft acquisition um now i I put a link in here, but I don't think it has the specific quote I was looking for. Um, so I re- I remember from when I was reading an article on this that um, the reason they're suing is because apparently they didn't disclose all aspects of the acquisition to shareholders before they approved mm. it. Um, I see. Obviously, don't 100% quote me on that because I'm remembering off the top of my head rather than reading it. But... Um, interesting situation yep yeah, it, it is that's, yeah. that's a little mini update right there yeah uh epic games has acquired the music service Bandcamp for whatever reason i have not read into that
1: all about the metaverse i'm sure like i haven't read into it i saw the headline i was like this is a bizarre thing but yeah all right you, you all want to be the metaverse so it just it tracks
0: with that uh, and our final brief mention here is according to the physical and digital sales from data from the GCD, Elden, GSD. Ring, GSD, sorry. Uh, Elden Ring is the biggest UK video game launch since Call of Duty Vanguard and the biggest launch of a game that's not FIFA or Call of Duty since Red Dead Redemption 2. And it was also the biggest launch for any Souls game in the UK, uh, both noted by GamesIndustry.biz. Just,
1: I think, I just think it's like, wow, this is like another, another little cherry on top of like the Elden Ring, um, phenomenon, the, the yeah, way exactly. the craze surrounding that game. And like, the more I see of it this week, the more I'm just like, yo, I just want to like get Elden Ring and give it a go. <laughs> yeah. Um, and like I was talking with Tyler a bit about it, uh, from Good Game, we lost. I was just like, cause I posted on Twitter, I was like, uh. The, the meme of the guy like looking at point at himself in the mirror i was just like you won't get out in a ring you only want to get it because of the fomo yeah <laughs> you actually don't want to buy it right now you don't <laughs> need to he was just like do it and i'm just like there's too much of the stuff i need to play or want to play that's not that right now and i also don't even know if i'd really like it that much so like demon souls will be my test bed of sorts but maybe i'll still yeah. get it at some point like in a couple months it's not just not happening now but the more i see of it the more i'm just like do you want to just like buy Elden Ring after you finish <laughs> Yeah. Do you want to do that? And honestly, if it wasn't for like the Kingdom Hearts stuff I'm working on, I'd probably get Elden Ring like as soon as I finish Horizon. If it wasn't for that or like Ghostwire at the end of the month, there's just too much other things happening.
0: Yeah. Um, I mean, I quite honestly, I think the only reason I bought it was like the hype surrounding it. Cause like, yeah, I wouldn't, I like as as soon as it arrived, and I was looking at it, I was like, why did I buy this? <laughs>
1: <laughs> See, that's the situation I was not going to end up in, which yeah. is why I was like, "I'm not doing it. I'm yeah. not going to do it."
0: <laughs> yeah, I got I, I got caught up in the in like the SpongeBob meme, meme of like, "I don't need it. I don't yeah, need it." It was the FOMO. The FOMO got to yeah. you Yeah, it, it's it's a good game. I'm enjoying it. It was worth the buy.
1: Yeah, at least you're enjoying it, though. So yeah. that's good.
0: That is going to round out our brief mentions. So uh, I suppose it's time to move on to our uh, first news topic. That topic being that Pokemon Scarlet and Violet have been announced by Game Freak. This is the ninth generation of Pokemon. It was releasing in late 2022. Uh, and just some details about the games. Open worlds, sorry, open world with towns will seamlessly blend blending with the wild. I'm not sure if I understand that sentence, but I'm sure Tyler. Yeah,
1: does. no, it, it so you it just means that like um like Breath of the Wild. You know how in Breath of the oh, okay. Wild you yeah. the towns, like I, I that was a poor example, but better like. That's what I mean. It's like, you walking in the town and then, like, you're walking around and, like, the town just, like, seamlessly blends with the open with, like, you know, the wilds and everything like that. But the wild, I mean, like, it was a tough way for me to phrase it, like, the wild isn't necessarily the right term, but you get what I mean. Yeah,
0: no, 100%.
1: Like, the the routes and the the fields and the forest, it just seamlessly blends.
0: Yeah. Uh, Pokemon can be seen roaming around freely in towns, skies, and wilds, etc. etc. Uh, the new region appears to be based on Spain, which I uh, which actually I didn't actually know that. That's actually interesting. Yeah. Did you see the trailer? Uh, I did. Yes.
1: Yeah. So, like, uh, after the trailer and just based on the names of the Pokemon that we have here so far and the places that you see in the trailer, fans were theorized that like, yeah, like this seems to be based off of. I think it was like Italy or Spain, one of the two. Um, I think Spain is the one that most people were saying. Now,
0: okay. Uh, and for stars, you can get Hang on, my eyes have just gone really funny. Uh Sprigatio, oh,
1: sp- Sprigatito. No, Sprig- Sprig- Sprigatito. Sprigat- Sprigatito, I believe is how T-t-o. it's pronounced. Yeah. yeah it, Their names are very interesting to say the very least. I'll pull it I'll pull it back up just to be 100% positive, yeah. but I'm pretty sure that's its name.
0: Uh so Sprigatito is a grass type cat pokemon. Uh Fuecoco is a fire type croc pokemon. And the one I would absolutely die for is Quaxley, who is a water type duck Pokemon. Yes. Uh, I I would I would lay down my life to protect Quaxley. <laughs> uh
1: real quick, it was sprigatito. I accidentally put in an okay. extra eye, which is what I thought. Because I was like, wait, actually, you know what? I could have swore it was just sprigatito. <laughs> um, yeah, I I this is the first time where I think all of them are absolutely adorable and gorgeous mm-hmm. and just super cute. And I'm like, man, you know normally i go with the fire type right away but when i first saw them i was like yo Fue coco looks so dumb i'm not going with the fire type. (laughs) i'm not doing it but like the more i look at him i was like you know you're actually kind of growing on me the more i look at you like you you look dumb and stupid but like in a cute adorable type (laughs) of way where it's like it's it's a charming type of dumb stupid look that you have on your face right now sprigatito just looks like very precious, and Quaxley just looks smarmy and cute as possible. I also saw a lot of people saying, oh my gosh, this is basically Kingdom Hearts characters right here. Fue Coco <laughs> is goofy, Quaxley is Donald, because he looks straight up like Donald Duck. Yeah. And Sprigatito is just your Sora. I was just like, oh my gosh, mm-hmm. this is so correct. We have our, the Kingdom Hearts squad right here. <laughs> um, I'll probably go with Frey Coco though, since I again, he has grown on me and I always go with the fire type, so I think that's what I'll do.
0: Yeah, um, I'm probably not getting it. I've I've mentioned before, was like I'm not. I don't hate Pokemon. I, like I I played uh, either Sword or Shield a bit. Um, just not really a game I would immediately go to necessarily. Although I bought Elden Ring, so who knows? Um,
1: uh-huh.
0: But like it it looks cool. It, it looks. I mean, it looks like a Pokemon game. But like it it looks like they've kind of added some new things into it that appeal to me a little bit more. Um, mainly, actually. Cool but um, (laughs) i mean like we don't
1: we don't know really much of anything about the game aside from like this is what the world looks like these are the three starters and it's open world that's all we know we don't like nothing else about the game or the systems so like it like visually it looks better than short sword and shield like visually it looks like it's on par with um well no, I was about to say on par with Legends Arceus. It looks like like in terms of textures on like character on like some of the Pokemon and everything, it looks like it's better. Like it's 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 just a step up. It doesn't look like as bad as Arceus does. Um, but it just it just looks better than the past few Pokemon games have essentially a mainline, not counting yeah. Pokemon Snap, because Pokemon Snap looked really good um visually, but like people have been wondering, okay, is this game going to carry over some of the same systems as Legis Arceus? Like, are we going to be able to freely um, approach Pokemon battles? Like, just freely just like catch a Pokemon without having to go into battle? Do we have to fight mm-hmm. them? Do we have the random encounters in in um, the game? Like, how is it going to work? And those details we don't know as of just yet.
0: Yeah, um, I, saw, I saw a meme in response to the, like after the trailer came out and it was like the top one was, it was like Game Beat, and it's like, oh, we've just released our most, our best look. At, sorry, Game Freak, not Game Beat. Um, game Freak was like, we've we've just released our most open world, best looking Pokemon game ever that fans love, and then underneath it was Game Beat. So I keep doing that. Game Freak, saying, hold my beer. <laughs> yeah, we're doing it again. <laughs> yeah. Months
1: later, it's crazy. Yeah. Um. um sorry. Go ahead. No, 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 no. No. I- uh, well, I was gonna. I was going to say that I I'm looking forward to it. Like I I wanted to play Legends like, Arceus, and I never got around to it when it first came out. Uh so then I saw this trailer and I was like, wow, this looks awesome. Do I want to play Sword? Maybe I should play Sword and Shield, you know, like to have more of a um refresher on last mainline, like eighth gen Pokemon. Cause I started, never finished it. Then I was like, actually, I don't know if I want to do that. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Maybe I will, but I don't know if I'll go back to finish sword and shields because well, shields, because I I wasn't too. I wasn't feeling it too much, and again, like I was getting so overpowered in that game where I was just like, I know I need to put pump yeah. the brakes on certain Pokemon, cause like I'm not gonna be able to use them without having a certain gym badge. Uh, I mean, unless Shield doesn't work like that, and I just didn't know all this time. Um, but then I was like, you know what? Maybe I'll get, maybe I'll get Legends Arceus sooner and play that game, since it looks like this one is you know it's having the open world, and I want to see like how it evolves. The open world from Legends Arceus, since clearly both these games were made in tandem at the same time, you know. So, yeah, I wonder how much they're implementing from Legends Arceus into this game, and if they're gonna, if they're going to, um, like because they've been made in tandem, if they'll be able to look at the reception of Legends Arceus and say, all right, you know what, they like these things in this game, let's put them in, mm-hmm. um, Scarlet and Violet. Or let's double down on these things as Scarlet and Violet. You get what I mean. That we yeah. might have been like only dipping our toes in for a bit with Scarlet and Violet, but we see people like it, so let's go all the way with it now. Yeah, like that's kind of what I want to play Legends Arceus for to see, and seeing all those and these new starters. That I guess just the new hype around a new Pokemon generation has me really like. You know what? I think I want to jump. I think I want to go back into Pokemon with um Scarlet and Violet, and maybe this will be like the ones that actually. Really get me for the first time in like fifteen years. Like it's been a very long time since I was really into a Pokemon game.
0: Yeah, um, I mean, I, I might get it at some point because like I guess like I've I played a good amount of. I can't remember if I played Sword or Shield. I think it. I think it was Shield. Was, um, if it was
1: red, it was Shield. If it was blue, it was Sword.
0: Yeah, I, I can't remember. It, it's it it's 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 been a couple months since I've turned on my Switch. Not gonna lie. Um. Okay. But, um, like, I mean, like I said, I don't hate Pokemon games. They're just not my typical like go to. I have to get this at launch, or I'm in any rush to get this game. Um, uh-huh. so like, I might play either Scarlet or Violet at some point. Probably Violet, I mainly because my favorite color is purple. But hey ho. Uh-huh. Um, so like, I might get it. I might not. I don't know. It looks. It looks good. It lo- It looks like a. Or so of what we see, I can't speak today. Of what we have seen of it so far, it looks like it might be fun. It looks like it will be fun.
1: Mm-hmm. Uh So like, what? What do you hope for from this new generation? Like, is there anything that you hope for from the game, or maybe that might not be the question for you? But like, what yeah. is it that this one could do to like get you in on it, to get you to be like, you know what, I'm gonna do it do what is it just going to be the fomo or like is there something that you would kind of need this pokemon game to do or be like oh okay you know what i'm, I'm in, let me give it a shot
0: um i don't think i can competently answer either of those just because like i said i'm not a big pokemon person so i don't know what i would want in a pokemon game to make to make me be like yes i i I need to go and get the game or like it would interest me more just like seeing gameplay and then if i'm like yeah i mean it, it looks cool it looks like something i could play you know when i'm lying in bed bored or something i'll get it but other than that there's not really anything specific that i have any hopes or wants for specifically from a pokemon game Mm,
1: got it got it yeah so it'll probably just end up being like the elder ring thing for you where it's like kind of yeah you See stuff for it and then you're just like you know what why not let's give it a go maybe yeah yeah see for me it's I like I like Pokemon I just haven't been into it in so long part of it was because my interest in gaming tastes have changed over the years but part of it was also because Pokemon kind of was just doing the same thing for a very long time and Legends Arceus came out it was like hey we're doing something completely different from what we've done before it is not necessarily open world but like open areas and the way you approach pokemon battles is differently the way you approach catching pokemon is done very differently like the way you approach everything in the game is is completely different from what we've done before and that all right there automatically caught my interest from the moment the game was announced and as we learned more and more about it got a bit more and more interested in the game Gets a review time. Reviews come out. The game is really great. It's awesome. It's a lot of fun. It does a whole lot of cool, interesting, new things to the Pokemon system and everything. Except it's just ugly. Uh, but ignore the ugliness. It's actually a really, really fun game. A really good game. So all of that got me excited for that. And now to see that this next one is going to be this next mainline one is going to be open world. Possibly, seemingly taking some inspiration from Legends Arceus. Hopefully, in terms of more in more ways than just the open world. I think that's what's going to really, that'll really do it a whole lot for me. If it's not just open world Pokemon, if they really do some, maybe some different things with the combat and approaching um, catching Pokemon and exploring the world. If they take some steps in that realm to actually advance the franchise, the mainline franchise, that'll get me really excited for this next game. So it's, it's at this point, it's a wait and see type thing. Like right now, Right now, I'm hyped for it because open world, cool. The Pokemon starters, they look cute. And um, Ar- Legends Arceus, like those three things right there are kind of filling my excitement for this. And also just like newfound the new hype behind a new Pokemon generation that comes up from the community. That That's filling me as well. It's like, ooh, you know, I'm into it. I'm into it. I'm looking forward to This, this is awesome. So that's where I am right now. And I feel like I'll probably be at a different place come June once i I imagine june july is whenever like nintendo does their like their e3 type of direct we'll get like a another good look at the game i imagine you know once that happens then like i'll be like ooh, i'll probably be more excited maybe less excited it depends on what we find out but i i just really hope that they don't say all right we we made steps forward we'll just arceus and we're gonna take steps back now (laughs) going back to like typical pokemon and i want them to you know keep advancing the mainline franchise in fun, interesting new ways that it desperately needs. Like, it just desperately needs to, like, do something new.
0: Yeah. Yeah, one, like, one one thing that they, that by the sense of what you want from the game, one thing they can't do is, like, they can't, like, develop the two at the same time and then go and just entirely, like, go forward and backward at the same time. Right,
1: and I mean, like, Legend's arc is, is a spinoff. It's not a mainline yeah, exactly. entry. So, like, The mainline entry does not have to be beholden to doing what a spinoff does. But when your franchise has gone on for so long, doing the same thing for quite some time and not really advancing itself, and your fans have begged you to advance their (laughs) franchise in ways that your spinoff kind of does, it it would be really disappointing for that spinoff that did what fans wanted it to do in many ways, and exceeded expectations in a lot of ways. It'd be a shame for your mainline entry that was made at the same time as that spinoff games to look at it and be like, no, yeah. we won't do that actually. We liked these ideas and we know people like them, but we're not going to do that. No, I don't think I will. And just look the other way. And just it would That would be really disappointing. Not just for me, but I know for a lot of other people as well.
0: Yeah. Um- actually two things this can, this game can do for me cuz i just thought of them uh one put my favorite pokemon on it which is groudon which i know they're not, they're not going to do that um but <laughs> but two okay <laughs> please stop please stop forcing me into pokemon battles like when i'm walking down a path like just trying to get somewhere trying to get somewhere different like i'm i got i got so sick of people like running up to me and being like, hey, you're going to battle me. And I'm like, I don't want to right now.
1: Oh, you mean like trainer battles? I thought you meant like the Pokemon, like themselves, like walking through the grass. I'm no, like, no. Well, I mean, you yeah, mean like, like the random trainers?
0: Yeah, yeah. Just like the people who will be standing along the road being like, you're going to battle me now. I'm like, I don't want to do that now. Let me go. I, yeah. I, I can't stand that. It would
1: be cool. I mean, huh? you see, that's the thing where it's like, that's mainline of Pokemon, but like, you have the battles along the way. So it's like, I wonder how you go about making it so that you could do them if you want to or avoid them if possible without then kind of taking away some of that mainline Pokemon charm or just like what mainline Pokemon is, in a sense. You get what I mean? I wonder how you go about that. Not saying that they shouldn't, but I wonder how you go about that.
0: Just give me a solid state cardboard box and we're fine.
1: <laughs> you said solid state or solid snake? I know snake. you meant solid snake. Okay, because at first I thought you said solid state, and I'm like, what? That doesn't make sense. And no. I was like, wait, well, you no, know, he had to say solid snake because the cardboard box got it sneak past.
0: Yeah. But I
1: thought you might have just like mixed up the wording and everything. I want mean, to catch it out your mouth. I yeah. misheard. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. <laughs> I good. apologize.
0: You're good. At uh, last question, do you have a favorite Pokemon?
1: I dr- you know, I don't I don't know if I have an overall favorite Pokemon. Like back in the day, it used to be Blaziken, which was the final evolution of Chimno, not Chimchar. The final evolution of Torchic in Pokemon Ruby and Emerald. Yeah. He was my that was my go-to. I cloned the mess out of him in Emerald. I had him at like I had like 5 of him at level 99. Um it was it was beautiful, it was glorious. Um but I also like the the last evolution of Chimchar from Diamond and Pearl. I forgot what that one was called. Uh, I also like, you know, I like, I like, you know, Pikachu, obviously. Charizard's cool. I, I don't think I have a favorite. I'm not like a Pokemon fan. I like yeah. that. Like, I, I like who I like, and that's what it is. I don't have any particular favorites. You'd have to give me, like, all right, these, here are these three. Who's your favorite of these three? I can't yeah. tell you my favorite overall, though.
0: Okay, so we're going to move on from a nice colorful lighthearted game where you catch all these adorable little creatures to mm-hmm. a game where you shoot people through the head and they die uh multiple games yeah multiple <laughs> games julie really. so we're going to be talking about like floundering first person shooters and this is kind of stemmed from there were like a couple of things that happened this week in terms of battlefield 2042 and halo infinite and call of duty vanguard so not really we,
1: cod this week but i'm throwing it into the conversation uh, because okay. it um It plays a factor in things for this conversation.
0: Fair enough. So the the things that are going on with those three games kind of all tie into the same same question. So we're going to start with just some updates on 2042. Uh, DICE will start fixing maps in Battlefield 2042 this summer. They're going to be adjusting player and vehicle counts, and they will be changing objective positions. And Uh, they're going
1: to be doing this because people have been kind of complaining about, like, the maps end up feeling like they are either, either there's like too much going on or uh, in terms of like the objective positions, it's like you're just kind of running forever and ever and all, just trying to get to somewhere. Yeah. And then because of like the way terrain is, you could just be easily sniped and you're just like all your mm-hmm. way to a place. So it's like they're going to be making changes to it. And that's, this is just one of the issues that Battlefield 2042 has. And they said they're going to start doing this, in the summertime with season one, which has already been delayed quite a bit. Um, Oh, your camera went out. Interesting. Um, oh, did it? Yep. It certainly did. Oh, uh, now you're back. Um, and then there, they said they're going to be doing it for the maps that are already out, but then they're also going to be like making these changes in mind for future maps as well. Oh, okay. So that's the state of things with that.
0: Yeah uh they also said that they are going to be addressing battlefield 2042's low popularity Uh, no they didn't say that i just did no that didn't happen you want Um, me to to keep going on this sure yeah i like it well i mean like i said i've been very busy with uni assessments this week so i have not had a whole lot of time to keep up with news this week so it probably probably best that you that that you take over on that
1: (laughs) yeah so like so dice is going to start fixing the maps there's also, the fact that Battlefield popularity, Battlefield 2042's popularity, is just super low. So it had, mm. I forgot what date the article went up, but like its player count on Steam was less than Battlefield 5, Battlefield 4, and Battlefield 1. Mm. Battlefield 4 is it came out in 2014 or 2013. The fact that Battlefield 2042's player count, which that game came out last year and it has less players than Battlefield 4, which came out a whole console generation ago. 13. At the start of that console generation, yes, 2013, that is a shame. That is utterly a shame in a sign of just, like, the poor state that this game is in in terms of just the community, the content is just, like, the the, the playability, the stability is just not a good state. You go over to Halo Infinite, which that game came out super polished. Everyone loved it. Mm-hmm. Just kind of content bare. And the thing is, I... It was funny. I was talking with someone on Twitter about this the very day that this happened um, because I saw a tweet from Paris Lily uh, who you, some of you might know I saw uh, well. co-host over on Gamertag radio. He's also on the kind of funny Xcast. uh, where I forgot the, what the exact wording of his tweet was, but he basically said like, I'm just going to say it. It hurts to say it, but like Halo should have been delayed like an extra like year or like extra couple of months so that there wasn't such a long break between new content coming out because like the game launched again with no campaign co-op no forge a small amount of modes small amount of maps and it's like the season has been going on for a long time so it's just like it should have been delayed so that there could have been more stuff either in the game at launch or so that there wasn't such like a long break between the game launching and new content coming to it. And so I was talking with someone about this on Twitter, like, yeah, like it's it's crazy because like I liked the game when it came out, um, thought it was great, really polished, but like the missing the like the lack of content there is what you know is part of what really harmed the multiplayer in my eyes. Yeah. And like notwithstanding the battle pass issues. Um So we were talking about it. It was like, yeah, like, there hasn't really been any news surrounding Halo in a while. Like, I haven't heard anything about it, anything from 343 or the community in so long. And then literally maybe an hour later or a few hours later, um, 343, they put out this blog post. It was kind of like a roadmap for, for the next season of Halo Infinite. So they said that season two was titled Lone Wolves. It's gonna come with some new playlist changes, modes, and two new maps. One arena map called Catalyst, a big team battle map called Breaker. Um, But then they also said that campaign co-op is delayed from the start of season two to sometime later in the season. And they also said that the next season one event is gonna start next week. It is called tactical. Well, the week of this episode, it is called Tactical Ops. Yeah. Um, but it's like campaign co-op. It's not coming as soon as we thought it was. Now it's going to be even later in season two. Who knows when in season two it'll be? It could be two weeks in, it could be two months in. Who knows when that's happening? And then, um, the season one event, Tactical Ops, it's like, okay, cool. I don't know how long it's been since the Cyber Shadow one that happened, not Cyber Shadow, the Cyber Showdown, I think is what it was called. Um, the one that gave us the, you know, the, the Mohawk, the, the glowy Mohawk and the, um, uh, that, uh, yeah, and the attrition game mode, whatever mm-hmm. that game mode, it's been like, it's been a bit since that event happened. I think that was like beginning of January ish. Cause it was shortly after the holiday event mm-hmm. that they had going on. So like, it's been a bit since there was a end game event for Halo. Like Halo Infinite's kind of been just kind of quiet, kind of quiet over there. And it, it's kind of like shocking going over away from halo bringing call of duty we all know vanguard had like a poor performance like just lower than expected performance from activision for this game so like all three of these big shooters released in various states and had various varying types of reception but the one commonality that they all have is that they're they're not living up to expectations the way that people hoped they would or wanted them to. So that brings about the question, what's going on with them? Like what's going on with each of these franchises here? Like, do we, do they need
0: to reevaluate things? What's going on? Yeah. Um, So what, one thing I did see this week and I, when I saw it I, I was like If this is real I am going to riot Because I like I think it was like A joke or a troll Or a fan made like Roadmap of Halo Infinite um, mm-hmm. And it It was broken down Into like season one, two, three, and 4 And at the end of season 4 It said Justin Timberlake event And I'm like If they start doing music concerts Okay so
1: you know that's a lie So you know that's yeah,
0: a lie yeah, yeah 100% right But like when I initially saw it like there was a part of my brain that was like hang on that's not real is it but like I was like if they start doing music concerts and in halo infinite multiplayer I'm I'm going to riot that's not something I, I want from halo um but I think in terms of like what's going on and how they need to like course correct and reevaluate is I think they are I think they're trying their best to satisfy what they think fans want rather than actually listening to what fans want. I think they're adding things in that would be like, oh, this would be really cool. The fans are going to love this. And this would be really cool. Fans are going to love this. But then in reality, it's more like, there are a portion of the fans that like this feature or content that you're adding, but not all of them. And in terms of Halo Infinite, and kind of Battlefield 2042 as well, it's like, you're not adding in content um, in a... Timely enough, fashion. Yeah, succinct enough time scale, timely fashion, something to that extent, right? Yeah, um, like things are just
1: dragged on for so long. Like the first yeah. season for Battlefield was supposed to start what March-ish? No, February, and then it got delayed to March. Um, so actually, when I said earlier that the summer thing with the maps was gonna be season one, I might have been I might have been misspeaking on that because I kind of actually don't remember if season one got delayed to summer now. Um so I could, I could be wrong on that. Um mm. uh, my wording could my brain could have misremembered things. But even still, like new content for Battlefield 2042 just like taking forever to come out because they've had to fix so many things with the game. Halo Infinite is taking so long to get new content because its first season is taking si- it's, it's basically a 6 month season. The game came out in December, yeah. the first season is not ending till May, so not 6 months, 5 months, but still quite a long time for one season to go yeah. on for a game without any new content being
0: added to it during that season. Like. Yeah. And then the, there's also the thing of like, I'm a, I'm a little disappointed that after this five month season of no new content, you're adding two maps. Like, yeah. Like, like, like don't get me wrong. I'm sure those maps Took, took, took a while to make. Like, I'm not saying that it wasn't, you know, challenging for them to make them, but at the same time, it's like, I would have, I would have expected somewhere in the region of say four to six, right? Yeah, that would have been like, nice. Yeah, that would have added more life
1: to the multiplayer um space and everything.
0: Yeah, exactly. So it's like, as much as I, as much as I understand that maps take a while to make, it's not like you can just like crank one like out, out one after another, one after another, one after another. One after another like all year long but at the same time it's like when when you have to wait so long for new content and when that new content comes it's it's not as much as probably should have been there to bring fans back in because I feel like if you had when you have two maps right sure you're going to get people who might who might be like oh these maps are awesome and then they continue playing but there's not going to be a whole like a massive amount of new variety in maps if you just mm-hmm. add two, whether you, if you added like four or six, then that's a good amount of maps to add in one season. Like yeah. it doesn't overwhelm people having to learn, you know, 10 different new maps. But at the same time, it's not it's not adding so few maps that it's basically just more of the same. And you're far more yeah. likely to get one of the maps you've already played on rather than one of the new ones.
1: Yeah. And I mean, I want to be fair here. In the Halo Waypoint blog post, uh, where they kind of say this, they say, I'm going to read it here. During season two, we will also be shipping playlist updates, balance changes, new modes and maps, specifically one arena map named Catalyst and one big team battle map named Breaker. Uh, the new modes include Last Spartan Standing, a free for all elimination mode, as well as another new mode na- named Land Grab, plus the return of an updated all time favorite mode, King of the Hill. Um I I just want to be fair here. And like when they say, they say new maps, specifically this one and this one. I don't know if that means if that's them saying there's going to be multiple new maps, but we're calling out these two specifically. Maybe. Or if they're saying there's going to be new maps, specifically only this one and only this one. Like I'm not sure exactly what it is that they mean. If they mean that it's only these two, like you said, that is a shame. And that's like really sad that all like five months later, we're only getting two new maps, one for this mode and one for the other mode. And I mean, like you said, also not to discredit the, how difficult it is to develop these things and all like that. Don't want to take that away. Don't want to ignore that or downplay it. But at the same time going five to six months in the shooter And that's all that there is being added in terms of new maps to play on. That's, that's that's disappointing. That's just straight disappointing. There's no getting around that. It'd be, it'd be different if it was like two new maps in each mode, two new maps in each mode, four new maps total. Yeah. Okay. That'd be like, I think that'd be acceptable, but it's only one in each. And that's where it's just
0: like, really, that's all we're getting for this season. Yeah. And I mean, I, it kind of reminds me of how Overwatch do their um that their their like map rollout because they don't release new maps often. They they release new maps maybe mm-hmm. you know once every say six months, maybe four, yeah. four or five months. I, I don't know the exact timeline, but it's not often, right? So if if they can find a way to almost like Overwatch do with their like event maps kind of where like you'll be instead of going through like the map you usually would in pvp say you had a pve event you would be able to run through um like another portion of this map you usually don't get to explore so if i mean if if they introduced no i'm i'm gonna i'm gonna ignore that actually because i i I don't think they would they would ever do anything like that so that's kind of a moot point um
1: yeah i was kind of I was yeah. trying to follow you on that idea, and I was not yeah. following you at all. It's yeah. like the train's going and I'm
0: <laughs> I'm kind
1: of following keeping up with it, but that, that train's just gone. I can't keep up with yeah. it.
0: Yeah. I started saying I'm like, oh, this would be a really cool idea. And then I continued saying, I'm like, but wait, 343 three would never do that though. So yeah, yeah. We'll just ignore everything I've just said. Um I was a little bit disappointed there's not at least one new weapon with with the update, but yeah, and I, you know what? Let's let's shift this
1: conversation to do it like this because we're talking about Halo right now. Um, let's just finish up talking about Halo, then we'll move it to Battlefield and then Call of Duty. Um, since I since I realized like we're just strictly talking about Halo right now, <laughs> yeah. and just like whoa, hold on. So let's let's talk about Halo right now. Let's start to wrap up the Halo um, talk in regards to all this. Um, like like you said, new weapons. It'd be cool if they added those. Uh, I think just. Halo's issue, at least in my eyes, is like the game is fun to play. It's just that there's been so much, there's just been such a dry, dry gap, a drought yeah. of just like new content and some sub- substantial new content being added to the game. Yeah. And such, and I mean, it's only March. It's been about three months since the game released, but still, like, there's been a drought of new content to add to the game to give it new life and all. So, what I think. I think Halo needs to they need to have they need to be more open with the communication first off. Because again, there was also like just mm-hmm, a dry, yeah. giant, like dry spell of just like silence, radio silence in the team. Um, so they need to be there needs to be better communication, first off. Um they definitely need to be more frequent with the events, I think. Like one fun event per month, I think yeah. would be good, as opposed to the amount of time there's been between the last one, the Cyber one, and then this one. Like, try and keep one event per month just to keep things, you know, just give things a bit of, again, a temporary bit of life and new funness to Mm -hmm. um, Halo. Um, I think that could be something that they do. Adding new weapons would be nice. More maps, please and thank you, for sure. Yeah. Um, Yeah, Definitely would help out. And yeah, that, I I think that's what Halo's problem is. Halo's problem is the content, not the quality of the mm-hmm. game. Yeah. So that's what they need to work on. Um, what what are you what are your last final thoughts on what Halo needs to do?
0: Um, I mean, i honestly I think I've kind of said everything, but just and like increase the frequency in which you release new maps, maybe add a few more weapons into multiplayer. Um and I mean, like you say, kind of make the make events more frequent and more consistent so do again like once like one every third week of the month or something i don't know just Mm -hmm. improve the frequency and quantity of your updating content Mm -hmm.
1: and i guess oh my final thing with this i guess when it comes to maps uh you know maybe you can release the stuff during the season too like you could release yeah. if you're gonna have four maps total for a new season let's say I'm just pull a number out of, my, out of the air four right if you're gonna do four maps for a new season you could do two at the start and then two maps part way through the season that's yeah. something you can do because i know call of duty does that um we could actually shift this and well no we'll shift it to call of duty later that'll be the last one we talk about but just like a brief note on call of duty is that with their seasons like the seasons will start with stuff and then mid-season, they'll add in new things as well. Like, it might be, like, a new map or so, maybe a new mode or two, some new weapons. Like, they add yeah. stuff in partway through the season. It's not just like, all right, here's everything at the start, and now that's all you got for, like, three months. It's like yeah. they add some new stuff in, they let you know up front. Here's at the start, here's what's going to come mid-season or partway through. So they got that kind of down. So Halo should definitely do that, or at least something like that.
0: Yeah.
1: Yeah. Um, now Battlefield, what do you think, what do, what does Battlefield need to do in its course correction? Because I think of the three, Battlefield seems to be like in the most dire state right
0: now. Oh yeah, 100%. Um, honestly, I think all they need to do is just listen to what the fans are saying the most prominent bugs are and like fixes you should be adding to the game. Listen to what the most popular and prominent ones of those are and focus on fixing those first, as well as also fixing any that like, the team notices just while playing or while developing whatever. Um but just on honestly just getting that getting that game into an at least semi frequently playable state is it should be their main focus.
1: Yeah like I, I can't speak to what's going on in terms of bugs or anything like that. But it just seems that like players is not happy with the features that they added in the game. Yeah or the features that they took out the game, how long it's taken to get basic features again, such as a scoreboard added to the game yeah. combined with, you know, the new, the new, um the new news here that they're going to be fixing maps because players aren't really happy with the way maps are in terms of uh, player counts and just how crazy hectic things can get and just how long it takes to get to different objectives and, on maps and all like that. Like their battlefields battlefield has the issue mm-hmm. of just like, everything (laughs) everything really just from the the quality of what's there the amount of stuff that's there the player experience it's all just not up to standards for battlefield or what the the standards that battlefield Mm -hmm. fans would like it to be at Mm -hmm. so there's that and then the fact that again their season i don't know if they've added any new content at all this for this well no they haven't they haven't even hit their first season yet, if I'm right. So, no, But in this I'm time, sure. leading up to the first season, I don't think they've added any new content. They have been trying to fix things, yeah, but I don't think they've added anything new. And it's like, man, like, maybe we, you know, what what's going on with this? Like, they're trying to navigate a live service space for Battlefield for really the first time. And they're not doing it all that well. Halo's also trying to navigate the same space. Halo's doing it a tad bit better um solely off the off the back of its quality of the game, you know, like there's that. Yeah. But um Battlefield seems to be struggling with the the live service aspect of it the most. So I'm really wondering how that's gonna work for them. Like what they need to do. They like they certainly need to however many maps they add in the future, these maps need to be you know structured and set up the right way, set up properly, which it seems mm-hmm. they're trying to they're trying to like take that into account now, but um, I think Battlefield's issue aside from that, it's more so just like an identity crisis. I mean, we talked about it before, just like I forgot what episode it was, but I think it might have been two episodes ago. Just how Battlefield it's looking rough ahead for yeah. the future of that series in terms of who's running it, what they're going to be doing for the future of the series, and all like that. And I I really. I'm kind of unknown as to what Battlefield needs to do, aside from maybe just Same. like go disappear for a bit. Yeah. And all yeah.
0: Yeah. I mean, they're I honestly think their biggest problem right now is they're in damage control mode. They're in how exactly do we like no, that's the wrong phrase, but like we need to fix so many of these things as quickly as we possibly can to improve the game. And mm-hmm. until they get out of damage control mode. They're not going to be able to start actually, like properly making new content for to bring people into the game. They need to get out of that initial like damage control mode state first, right?
1: Yeah, and the part that the reason they're in is because they released too early. Exactly, they simply released the game too early, and this and Halo Infinite could both have a lot of the problems solved if they just delayed their game so that there was mm-hmm. more stuff, so that bugs were fixed for Battlefield, and so that there was more content there day one so that there wouldn't be such a long drought of no content or taking all the time to fix other things before you can get to the new content and all like that. Yeah, Like, both those games needed a delay. Battlefield definitely needed it far more because of all its issues. And because it didn't get that delay, it's now suffering greatly because things are just broken, ugly, not up to standard, so on and so forth so uh, i think of these three like battlefield yet again is going to be in a situation of all right what is battlefield how do we go about fixing battlefield to get it back to what battlefield is supposed to be and what it what it was once known for and like i said before the episode like it, battlefields lost the pedigree it had it has lost that shine mm-hmm. and luster and yeah. like they need to focus on getting that back so perhaps what they need to do is just disappear like they're not going to give up on 2042 they're not going to do no. that but like Keep it going, but just go into the, like have a have a crew that just goes into the shadows and says, "All right, like we have our main crew trying to keep Battlefield twenty forty two alive, but we know it's a lost cause. We're just keeping it alive for the people that have bought it. Yeah, what can we do for the future? And that's what Vincent Pella and his crew is all about. But it's just it's going to be interesting seeing what happens with Battlefield. I hope we don't see another one in, like in a year or two. Like yeah, I hope I. the next Battlefield is like what." It's 2022 now. I hope the next battlefield doesn't come until huh. at earliest 2024 or 2042. That <laughs> there's that too. Um, and I want to say I the reason this reason I got the thought for this was um Gene Park tweet right over at Washington Post. Yes. Um, right over at Washington Post. Um, because he had retweet he had quote tweeted the IGN article about um battlefield's uh the maps, no, the player count. And he had said paraphrasing him, he was like, Yeah, like I feel like FPS just like needs to become a niche genre again because like all these big shooters now, they're like they're all they each having these different issues, like each of the big shooters in this past year just kind of came out and just like eh, like kind of had a floundering response in yeah. one way or another. So like maybe first person shooters just kind of need to become niche again because they you know, they're just kind of really stagnant in a in a weird way. Uh, so that's kind of what spawned this question in my head of like, what's going on with these franchises? What do they need to do to reevaluate? Um, if you don't have anything else to say, we could just move into Call of Duty for battle. Um, no,
0: no, I'm I'm good.
1: Yeah, so like for Call of Duty, I think that with them, it was just really the fact that no one won a World War II again. No one yeah. won a Vanguard. People were happy with Modern Warfare, and now it. it I mean. It's funny because all the things that we were saying for both Halo and Battlefield, Call of Duty seems to recognize and is doing. You know, yeah,
0: they're... Actually.
1: Call of Duty has been doing the live service model fairly well since they implemented it with Modern Warfare. Um, they're, They have Warzone going on. You know, they have events happening, mm-hmm. you know, somewhat regularly and all like that. And on top of that, because Vanguard performed so low, they said, all right, you know what? Not official yet, but we're likely going to take 2023 off and give the series a break, which is what people have been saying for a while needs to happen, giving the chance, giving the series a chance to kind of reevaluate things, course correct for a year, and come back, you know, in a potentially better state. So I, I think Call of Duty is, it's kind of, in, in a way, it's kind of the one that's in the best position to succeed. Yeah, exactly. Like aside from just being the name, Call of Duty, like it yeah. it has the pl- it has the building blocks in place and it knows what it needs to do to kind of fix itself or seemingly is seemingly taking the steps to fix itself.
0: Yeah, the huh, ways to fix Call of Duty. Number one, release Modern Warfare two.
1: Release That's- Modern Warfare two. Let yeah. it be good. Let it have like its time in the sun. Don't force another one out right afterwards. Like a year later. Yeah. Let the next one take time to cook and then let that one come out.
0: Yeah. And uh fix modern warfare spawning system. Sorry. Please,
1: thank you. Dear Lord. Dear God. Um but yeah, I think it's it's just really interesting what's going on with these three series. How these are three the I guess you could say arguably the three biggest first person shooter series, the biggest three biggest oh, shooter absolutely. franchises arguably. Yeah. Um and how they all were like at the top of their game at various points in their lifetimes and now that isn't the case anymore like battlefield 2042 was supposed to be that and it's not vanguard was never supposed to be that but it still <laughs> yeah. performed low uh and halo infinite was supposed to be that it is in terms of quality but again like everything else about the multiplayer for uh, for infinite just like has not been what people wanted it hasn't yeah. fulfilled or satisfied in the way that it should have i mean halo again halo should have been delayed a bit more just a couple of extra months delay it to march yeah. so that there's more time for things to be in there it's it's just really interesting
0: well uh, i'll say thank you for taking the last portion of the news we have this week Uh like i say, <laughs> i've been very busy so i have been unable to keep up with some stuff which is probably pro i probably should have asked you to host that part before we started but hey ho we're through it. Now. No. Um, we're going to talk about what, what we have been playing. Now, uh, I'm going to go first because I, oh, I've i only been playing Elden Ring. I don't really have any updates to share apart from one funny thing that happened while I uh-huh. was playing the game. So, um, it was not long after I'd beaten the uh, the gameplay that I showed last week. Because yeah. um, basically I stopped the gameplay there and then I just stopped playing. Um, so, like, I trap so you, you can fast travel pr- pretty easily in Elden Ring. You just go into the map and then you go to like a site of grace you visited and you you can fast travel to it. Yeah. Um, so I fast travel back to like the initial site of grace that you find outside in the lands between. And I was riding around on my horse and I, I got to a point where I'd gone down into this like it's kind of like a swampy area kind of it, it it's like a big dead forest with like mud on the floor there's like a few crabs in places um Sounds and i'm like right from software environment yeah uh and I'm 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 riding through the through this dead forest and i was like there aren't a lot of enemies here this is actually kind of nice i can just ride through and, and enjoy the world mm-hmm. and then i'm and then i started like looking around and i'm like this place looks actually kind of familiar. Like I I think I've seen this area somewhere before. And then I you know like the Sea of Thieves meme where they're like, Captain, look. And then there's a I don't know this meme. meme. No. Um I don't anyway, play Sea of Thieves. I don't know it. <laughs> um I'll I'll, I'll forego that part then. But I I I had like a like a slow turn round moment and like my eyes go wide. And you know that dragon from the trailer from like yes. the game? Yeah. I look behind me, and I just see, like, in the sky, like, the sun behind it. So it's like you just see the silhouette. And I, I just see it coming towards me, and I'm like... I'm in danger. Yeah. <laughs> and, like, my eyes go wide, and I'm just, like, ride. Ride like mm-hmm. the wind and just go. And I, I just tried to escape that area as fast as I could. But it was such a, like... It was such a, such a moment of, like... You know when, like, you're you're going through an area of a game, and you're like, something clicks in your head, and it's like, this doesn't necessarily make sense. Like, <laughs> there were there were like no enemies around. There was no there were, you know, the very few enemies, not a whole lot of people about, big hmm. open space, and I'm like, this doesn't seem right. And then it no, like seems a bit suspect here. Yeah, it was it was such a just like slow turn around moment to see the silhouette coming towards me. I'm like. Oh, no.
1: Oh, no. I'm in danger. Yeah. <laughs> Let's go. Let's get away. Yeah. See, making me want to pick up Elden Ring. Making me want to do it. <laughs> I'm trying to fight that FOMO There's not walking to GameStop and be like, Elden Ring, please. Thank you very much. Try to fight the FOMO. I'm pretty, I'll be, I'm resilient. I can do it. Because I don't have time to play that game right now.
0: Yeah. But the stories, me. these stories,
1: the stories sound fun. Stories sound cool. All the gameplay I see seems cool, too. So maybe on one day I'll, I'll pick it up, give it a try. Yeah, but that's a cool story. Funny thing that happened. <laughs>
0: <laughs> what have you been playing, Tyler?
1: Um, so I actually haven't played much this week either. I've continued Forbidden West. I could have forbidden. I could have finished Forbidden West last week, um, because I'm I'm the mission. The next story mission I have to do is like the start of the last few, mm. and I could have done it and finished the game. But there were some side quests that I wanted to do first before I did it and kind of like started the domino effect of, all right, now stuff's popping off in the story. So because I was doing those instead, I didn't finish the game. My intention, though, today is to either finish the game or get very close to finishing it. Um, So by the time we record the next episode, Forbidden West will be done um the review may or may not be written by then but the review will not be out this week the review will be out next week for sure um either the same day this episode goes live or sometime during the week it'll be up by february 18th guarantee you that much um i'm still enjoying it i'm still liking the game still having a blast with it played a bit of super mario odyssey on the train yesterday uh okay it was it was it was because i was i wanted to play something on my Switch. And I had a I had a bit of a short train ride because I was going to um, go to see my girlfriend. Had a, had a bit like an hour long train ride, right? Hour and change. And I was like, "All right, want to play two different games?" Um, and I was gonna play the Project Octopath. No, I'm not Project Octopath Traveler demo. But I was like, I feel like I might need to be like playing long in this one for longer. I was like, something yeah. short. I could just like jump in and goof around in for like half an hour. Should be easy. So I played some Odyssey. Um, I'm at the Whatever the beach kingdom is, uh, the oh, one yeah. after New Donk City. Yeah, I'm at that kingdom. So I was just doing stuff there, playing that, you know. It's fun, it's cool. Um, it's Mario Odyssey. Nothing too yeah. crazy to say about it. But I also played the demo for Kirby and the Forgotten Land while I was in the train yesterday, which is why I don't have gameplay for it today. But that's fun. That is a fun game. It's only three levels long. Uh, and like it, it's literally the start of the game. What I believe to be the start of the game. So like you end up landing in, you get end up getting sent to the new, the forgotten land, and all yeah. on the first level. It's basically like, hey, that's how you do, suck up abilities and all like that, and stuff. Um, the the abilities that you can use in the demo that you can get are like the sword one. There's one that lets you like throw bombs at people, and there's another one that's like throw a boomerang, uh, oh, yeah. like a bladed boomerang. I think it's cool. It's fun. The level design was um was done really well and everything like that. Each of the levels I did, in the second level, that one introduces you to mouthful mode. So like you start off with the in the car, you start off with the car. Then after that, there's um you get the cone which you can use to um like break. You like jump up and like um spike downwards on things to break things like that. You can use that to um you have to use that to create paths for you to walk through so you avoided getting hit by cannons. you could also use that to um defeat enemies that like these like turtle like enemies that have like concrete on them you use that to jump on top of them and then break the um, break their shell which in turn beats them and everything like that it's like there was that one there was the vending machine one as well where you get that you're just shooting cans it was cool it was it was fun those are the only three mouthful mode um abilities that were in the demo um but like the level design, I enjoy the level design. I don't have too much to say about it, but it was fun. Like it was, again, it's the first three levels of the game. It's not going to be too yeah. much to it. It's not from like, hey, this is how you do this. This is how you do that. These levels like kind of teach you how to play the game and use these, yeah. introduce you to these consoles and these abilities and all. But um, I enjoyed it all. It was really fun, especially as someone who's never played a Kirby game. I was just like enamored by it, and I did the third level. The third level was a boss level. You fight against mm-hmm. this giant gorilla. Um, and you have three abilities you can use before you fight the gorilla. You can pick up either, I think you can pick up the sword ability, you could pick up the bomb one, or this ice one, right? I picked up the ice one because I was like, oh, haven't seen this one yet, me, let me pick it up. That was the wrong decision to make, because <laughs> the ice one, um, it only, Kirby just shoots ice out his mouth, but it has to be super close range, uh, okay? and it doesn't do much damage either, so using it on the gorilla was a bad decision entirely. I was <laughs> like, oh, no. Um, so I ended up dropping it and the gorilla when he does certain attacks he leaves behind like stars for you to pick up and shoot out so mm-hmm. eventually I just dropped the ice ability and picked started using those to beat him because those actually did damage to him mm-hmm. Um, but it was easy like the boss fights that are there there was that boss fight and then there are some other fights where it's like you walk and then you're like in an like a mini arena, like an enclosed arena. You just gotta fight like a couple different enemies, like a mini boss or whatever. The the fights they're not difficult at all. Again, early in the game, beginning of the game. So not that like they're gonna be that difficult yeah. or anything. I'm sure they could end up being more complex as the game goes on, but um, they were fairly easy, but they were still fun. And that's the thing with Kirby and the Forgotten Land, the game is fun and charming. It's so freaking charming and so cool that I played that demo before I played Odyssey. And after I finished it, I was like, I want to play more of this game. I don't have the rest of this game to play though. Yeah. So when I was playing Odyssey, the whole time I was sitting there thinking, I want to play Kirby. I don't want to play Odyssey right (laughs) now. I want to play Kirby. So I actually wasn't going to play the demo at first. I was like, oh, I'm going to get the game. You know, I don't want to like spoil myself with too much of the game. Like have it be like too familiar when I get to it. I'm happy I played it, though, because it actually made me far more excited for Kirby than I already was. Not to say I wasn't excited for Kirby. I'm very excited for that game. But it made it even more of a I want to get this day one or as close to day one as possible game. Yeah. So I'm very much looking forward to it.
0: Yeah, something, something, you, uh, something you said reminded me reminds me of my time with Elden Ring where you were saying, oh, it just made me want to play Kirby even more. I was like, I want to play anything else but this.
1: The, oh, wait. Wait, do so you want to play anything else but Elden Ring?
0: Yeah, well, in, in no, I was no, going yeah, you for get a well, very poor, now. Yeah, I was going for a you. Very you don't joke. want to
1: play anything else except Elden Ring. No, That's
0: what you I mean want, no, no, no. While I'm playing Elden Ring, I'm like, I want to play. I want to be playing anything else but this.
1: Oh, because so I keep I was, dying. Okay, it, it was it was, was a really
0: poor joke. Never mind.
1: So I'm sitting here. You said I was like, wait, does he mean he wants? Did he mean the reverse of what he said? Because he seems to like <laughs> Elden Ring. So why would he want to play anything but Elden Ring? Right? I, I,
0: no, I was. I'm not very funny. I, I don't know if you've picked up on this in the almost <laughs> year we've been doing this, or actually the like year and a half we've been doing a podcast. I don't know if you picked up that I'm not very funny. <laughs> the
1: the joke didn't land that well right there. There, there was <laughs> the there was one intent with the joke, but that intent did not get no. Like, no. conveyed at all. Right there, miss. Yeah. I, I missed it. Next time, try again. Next time,
0: yeah. But I yeah do in- Kirby go ahead. No, no, no. Sorry, no, you go.
1: I was gonna say, Kirby's fun. I'm I enjoyed the demo, looking forward to it.
0: Yeah, well, I do intend to convey that this brings us to the conclusion of episode 48 of the Play to Win podcast. Uh, thank you all very much for watching, uh, and st- like staying here for the duration of the podcast enough to see my awesome segue into this outro. Uh, you can find our website play to where you'll find updates on the show. Uh, well, you'll find basically updates on the show, anything new that we post, anything new over there. Um, you can follow us on Twitter and Instagram at play to win game where you will also get updates on the show and you will also get any random stuff that we post over there. Uh, you can subscribe on YouTube and take the notification bell so you know when new videos go live. Also, subscribe on podcast services and review and share and comment like. Everything you can do to help us out is always very much appreciated and helps us out probably a lot more than you think. Tyler, where can people find you?
1: Find me on Twitter at TylerMiller2496. Talking about Horizon or other games or anime. I I was talking a bit about Sword Art Online this week. Cause I, I, I finished watching the entire show. Like I've re, I rewatched oh, okay. seasons one and two But then I watched Alicization for the very first time and War for Underworld, that part of Alicization is just basically sort of online Infinity War slash (laughs) Endgame. Like in terms of just like things that happen in hype moments. It's just like, yo, this is lit. This is too awesome. So I greatly enjoyed it. I stayed up till like 1.30 in the morning watching that, uh, watching War for Underworld one day this week, and I shouldn't have done that, but I did, because it was too cool. Um, it also, because like, Sword Art Online is my favorite. Not not my favorite, it's one of my favorite animes. It's the anime that got me back into watching anime in 2013 mm. or 2014 after, like, not watching it for nearly a decade. That's a lie. Not nearly a decade. But, like, a very long time, Yeah, I hadn't watched it. It got me back into it. So... Wrapping it up, I was just like, oh, this is so cool. This is so awesome, all these things that are happening. So if you want to talk to me more about Sword Art Online, follow me over on Twitter. But you know, we can also talk about other stuff, games and movies and so on and so forth.
0: Yeah. I actually didn't like Sword Art Online. I watched like I watched the first season and I was like, no, I'm just not a fan.
1: What a shame. (laughs) What a shame.
0: Uh, You can follow me on Twitter at BadlyNet, B-A-D-L-Y-N-E-T, all one word, if you want to see my opinion on The Batman, since I saw that uh, on Friday when it came out, so at midnight. Very good movie, highly recommend it if you're a Batman fan or you just like superhero movies in general. Uh, Also watched Encanto this week, also a very good movie, Um, Uh and I have been talking like a few techie, like IT things over on my Twitter as well, so you can go and follow me over there for that thank you all very much for watching and we will see you next week for episode 49
1: have a great one